This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast is sponsored by TOA Global. As you know, most firms struggle with attracting, managing, and retaining staff. And finding staff is getting tougher every day. This is where TOA Global can help. TOA Global is the most professional outsourcing partner to help you build and manage a global accounting team. By building a global team, you'll be able to take away the time-consuming process-oriented work from your local team while building a cost-effective team offshore. As people experts, TOA Global can help you select and develop your best team members easily using their expert ecosystem of people, security, technology, and professional development tools. To learn how to build your world-class team today, head over to cloudaccountingpodcast.com slash TOA Global. That is cloudaccountingpodcast.com slash T-O-A-G-L-O-B-A-L. Welcome to the Cloud Accounting Podcast. I'm Blake Oliver. I'm David Leary. I'm Tony Ward, the president of the Americas for Zero. All right. Thanks so much for joining us, Tony, here at ZeroCon 2019 in San Diego. Thank you for having us as your guest here. I'm very happy that you're both here. Yeah, and you are uh, pretty new to Zero, right? How long have you been in charge? Uh, I've been one month in the role. Literally, I think when we reported our annual uh, earnings on the 16th of May, that was my literally my first day at zero. So one month, and and then now you're here at the conference. Thirty so. days later, you're in the cloud accounting podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you, who knew? You, your career's just peaked. <laughs> That's right. I could drop the mic now. Job done. Have you been to a ZeroCon before? Is this your first one? Yeah, I've actually, this is my third ZeroCon. I, I went to one as a working for SurveyMonkey as an exhibitor because there's an integration with Zero and same for Dropbox. Mm-hmm. So I had a, I got to see what it was like as a sponsor and now I'm sort of behind the behind the curtain to see what it's really like as an employee. What made you want to join Zero? You've, you've, you've had this background in tech. You said you mentioned Dropbox, SurveyMonkey, yep. uh, Microsoft. Am I missing one? LinkedIn. LinkedIn as well. Yeah, so out of everything you could have done, why, yeah. why go to zero? Do you know, I'll tell you, after 20 years of working for U.S. multinationals, I made a decision that I wanted to work for a company that was actually from down under. So either Australia or New Zealand, having spent the last 25 years down there. And, you know, I've talked to zero over the years in one way, shape or form uh, about different things. And when I heard about this opportunity to sort of come home, I'm obviously, well, not obviously, I'm originally from Canada. So... To come here and to and to run a business in the Americas, you know, that is a massive opportunity. It was just almost too good to say no to. And are you, uh, do you have an accounting or bookkeeping background or you just came up through the soft, software world? Yeah, I'm definitely a software person. Yeah, I, I did a, a commerce degree and there was some accounting in it, but I'm certainly, I'm a, definitely not an accountant by trade. I'm software and, and most recently SaaS software. Matt Path made this observation. I kind of made it, but Matt Path made it very clear uh public on twitter he made the observation that oh look it's another non-american taking over zero for the americas so can you respond to that yeah. or what do you what do you make of that well it is the americas and obviously canada is part of that and i am canadian and just you know my wife is a real ancestry.com sort of person so she's traced the lineage of my family back to the 1630s coming to america and then it took them a couple hundred years to actually go up into canada so i sort of feel certainly genetically you know, the Americas is ultimately home for me. Currently, you're splitting your time between Sydney and the Denver Zero Office. That's that right. right. Yeah. Yeah. You're permanently relocating at some point, I imagine. Yes, that's yeah. the plan. Uh, you know, people sort of complain about their commute sometimes, but Sydney, Australia to Denver. Now, now that's a pretty serious commute. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sort of spending a couple of weeks here and a week back in Australia. And my family's going to come up uh, in January. Speaking of Denver, Zero just moved their... U.S. offices from San Francisco, are you guys 100% done with the Bay and you're just going to be all Denver now? 
Oh, definitely not. So um, San Francisco is a really important community for us, certainly for the go-to-market perspective. What we did is is we redeployed some of the technical roles into our hubs, whether they be Auckland, Wellington, Melbourne, Denver, or Toronto. So we still have quite a few people in San Francisco, but they're going to be the go-to-market team. So the people that are actually managing the partner relationships, marketing people there. So super important market for us. We're definitely We'll have an office there, and we'll, it's about putting the right roles in the right place for scale. Uh, I've been a zero partner since almost since zero started in the United States, um, and I'm curious to know how do you plan to crack open America for you know the United States specifically mm-hmm. for zero? Because it's I've been a bit jealous watching the global growth, you know, in the UK, uh, obviously in Australia, just like just go crazy bonkers, mm-hmm. uh, and. You know, here here in the U.S., we we've got it's a very different situation with Intuit and QuickBooks and mm-hmm. that big giant. Um, so, how do you gain that uh, awareness? What we did in the Americas, we've been here for about six or seven years. I think what we did is we we didn't necessarily follow the playbook that was successful in Australia and the UK. So that playbook is you need to bring partners on board, you need to show them how they can grow their business and how it's easier for them, but you also need to focus on small businesses and what's in it for them. And you have to do both at the same time. And I think what we did in the Americas in the past is we went started with the partners, forgot small business, and then really flip-flopped to, hey, let's go direct to small business and forgot about the partners. And in the last two years, we've kind of gone back to the basics. So we're two years into what we hope is a, a shorter journey than what it took in the, in, a, in the UK to do it, but it does take time. What I would say is in the last year to two years, we recruited uh, quite a few partners in the US that have about a million small businesses that they look after. So now our, our, our real challenge is how do we get those small businesses that they look after to move over to zero? And in terms of you know what we're doing, the, I just look at the Americas in general as a real greenfields opportunity because only 10% of all the small businesses are on cloud-based accounting. So really, and obviously the, the competition wants them to move from desktop to cloud. So they're going to help us drive awareness that now is the time to move to cloud-based accounting. And whoever does a better job with better product, better support is going to win. So, you know, given that we're born in the cloud, and we're, I think our culture is our real, you know, unique differentiator. Like I've heard from so many people that, hey, your people just show up and they actually care. And I think that will, that is our special sauce is actually the people that we have that will be the difference. I think the open ecosystem, the platform, the partnerships, the things that small businesses need to get their job done. We have an amazing ecosystem, whether it's, you know, Gusto or Stripe. I mean, there's a lot of great companies that are building on top of our platform. And if you think about success in the software world, platform companies win, product companies get bought or go away. So I see us, we're really pushing hard that if you think about it, you know, the operating system for small business being zero and what makes it sing and what makes it beautiful is the partners that build on top of that, that actually, and small businesses don't really care about software. Why should they? They care about, you know, if my mom was a hairdresser, she cared about her hairdressing business. Or if you're a restaurant or a law firm, you just want the thing to work in the back end and focus on what you love, which is what your small business is. This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast is sponsored by LivePlan. Did you know that millions of small businesses use LivePlan products to start their business? Did you know that these small businesses prefer a cloud-based accounting solution two times more versus a desktop solution? 
Did you know that 89% of these small business owners prefer virtual advisory services? Did you know that the number one thing they want from an expert advisor is strategic planning and review? This is even more than general ledger accounting and bookkeeping services. Did you know that LivePlan has an expert advisory directory that you can join to gain access to these millions of small businesses? To learn more about becoming a LivePlan expert advisor, head over to cloudaccountingpodcast.com forward slash LivePlan. That is cloudaccountingpodcast.com forward slash L-I-V-E-P-L-A-N. And be sure to check out the LivePlan method to learn how to grow and scale your advisory business. So where does zero fit in? Like, obviously, our listeners are we're QuickBooks Live. They're very aware of that. And then you have H&R Block acquiring Wave mm-hmm. last week or the week before that. You have all this VC money pouring to these um, accounting firms with engineers. So you, the bot keepers, the scale factors, um, pilots, and, and, and basically it's software with bookkeeping. Yeah. Kind of under a combined model, if you want to think of it that way. And also kind of they're also adding in tax. Mm-hmm. So where does zero fit in in that new world? Yeah, it's an interesting, uh, you know, there's a, there's a view that every business is going to become a software business. You know, software is eating the world. Talking to some of the large accounting firms here, it's some of them sound a lot more like software businesses than accounting businesses. You know, I can imagine a time when accounting firms are almost managed service providers where they're looking after a, oh, yeah. a stack of software for a business and they're charging a monthly fee and they might they should do advisory on top of that like that's kind of where i see the future we want to be the platform that that's built on right we want to be you know that's it's brought to you by the letter x it happens to be zero but there's all this great stuff on top so i see lots more innovation i can see acquisitions i can see mergers but i can see software really like the only way that it scales to, to go do small business for large firms or anybody is it's got to be software and it's got to be, you know, one click to use. So simplicity, ease of use, it doesn't, it doesn't take away from me running my business. It's just the thing that runs in the background. It's interesting you say that uh, because that was definitely my experience in a large accounting firm is I think 50% or more of our revenue was from consulting services, which included uh, reselling software, mm. IT work, that sort of stuff. And yeah. and the, the traditional accounting and tax had actually taken a back seat to that kind of growth. I mean, you hear some of the, some of the large soft, uh, accounting firms actually talking about, hey, we're going to be building software for small businesses, and mm-hmm. it's going to be two or $300 a month all in. Like for a large accounting firm to be talking about that kind of revenue, uh, yeah. you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, that would be like, are you crazy? How do we make money? And the only way you do it is it's software and it sort of sits in the background. Humans don't touch it. So speaking of big accounting firms, I saw the press release. PwC is partnering with Zero, And I almost missed it because I guess maybe I wasn't in the room when that was announced. What is that? What is going on with PwC? Yeah, I think there are good examples. So they are building their own some of their own software to really go after that small business segment. So the Charlie, who's here from PwC, his charter is really to grow that business and grow in very small business, which PwC in small business, that's, a, that's an example of, hey, five years ago, somebody said that, that PwC was going to go after really small business. You'd go, how do they make money? And yeah, I think that, it's with software. And it's, they've tried, it's been tried before, and there have been different announcements. I think there was one KPMG in the KPMG killed theirs after Yeah, they had one years. in the UK. They killed it because they couldn't make it work. Do you think that... that they're going to finally crack the code on you know doing this. I mean, you know, small business is that multi multi billion dollar, if not trillion dollar, opportunity. But it's got to be at scale, low cost, low touch software. So, will PwC get it right? I hope so. So, so in the announcement, um, 
it mentioned that they're going to leverage the Zero API. So you're, it sounds like they're going to build applications that plug in to Zero to leverage the GL. Correct. Of, okay. Yeah. So th- again, think about Zero as that small business operating yeah. system that does you know the single ledger, and then you think about line of business applications, payroll, etc. That sit on top of that yeah. as a solution for a small business for a monthly fee with potential advisory services on top of that. Mm-hmm. Play that out with a company that's the size of PwC. Think about all the data that they have when they start using AI and ML to do, you know, get ahead of the curve and how do you do that in a non-human way? You can start to think about what that could look like. It's it's the same play. I mean, it's, this is this software with a service. There's humans involved because it, but they're I mean PwC is an accounting firm with engineers. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to build use Zero as the GL, but it's that same model. We're seeing this pop up everywhere. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I think that's what you will see. You'll see it as you know software plus humans, and then that's where the the real value comes in is the advisory piece. But some of the the basics are going to be done by software. Where do you see this impacting the industry on the whole? So if the average bookkeeper is not going to write code and create software, yeah. right? I'd say the vast majority of accountants are not going to write software. So as you said, and, and this quote's famous, the software's eating the world, yeah. right? What do you think the impact's going to be overall on like these bookkeepers and accountants that aren't going to be able to do this in a super highly scaled way that fast? And the same, because if PwC's successful and Equipus Live's successful, you, all of a sudden there's thousands and tens of thousands and millions of businesses in this new model, however it evolves to, like the average bookkeeper or accountant that just has 40, 50 clients, what are they going to do in this model? Yeah, I think if you saw some of the stats that Nick just talked about in the session, it was talking about profitability for advisory services. So I think if you're a bookkeeper or you're an accountant, you have to figure out a way to bring yourself out of the basics of accounting and get yourself into actually being a business coach. for Because none of these small businesses have coaches, right? They don't. They're, 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 they're the most underserved, undercoached business in the world and there's literally millions hundreds of millions Mm -hmm. of them so that's where i see the opportunity so the bookkeepers and accountants that can figure out how to move quickly into advisory and value-based advisory are the ones i think that will be successful the ones that sort of stick to the current model you know the cheese is moving so you have to figure out where the cheese is going to coming out of ZeroCon, you know it's your first month Mm -hmm. uh any big plans for the rest of the year or 2020? Look, I think the playbook that the team have been executing, carrying the team locally, is the right playbook. I think focusing on a few areas and really going hard. And you mentioned the U.S. before. We can't cover with the resources we have the entire continental U.S. So we have, with some data, we've picked where we believe we can be successful. And that's where we're going to layer on our resources and where we're going to focus on really doing a great job in those areas. And once we prove that we've nailed it, then you can scale it. What you don't do is scale a business before you've really cracked the code. So that's really the plan for for the Americas. Canada is a little bit different because it's more similar to Australia and New Zealand. Five big banks, 80% of small businesses have an accountant or a bookkeeper, um, you know, quarterly reporting. So that's more like the standard playbook. But having said that, you know, Ontario has 26% of all the small businesses in Canada. So focusing on Toronto, obviously we could do really well there for a very long time and never leave Toronto. Uh, But we've put people on the ground in Calgary and Vancouver because if you add those markets together, that's probably 40 to 45% of the small businesses. So not trying to cover everything, not trying to be everywhere, but where we choose to be, actually really be there. 
So if people want to connect with you online, uh, you know, where should they go, Tony? Being ex-LinkedIn, uh, definitely go on LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, what I would say is when you uh, ask to connect with me, write something, why, why we should connect, what value. You mean I shouldn't send you an email that says, we seem to have many mutual connections. Would you <laughs> no, please connect with no, me? No, please don't do that. Uh, <laughs> but if there's a real uh, great reason to connect, I'm, I'm all over that. Yeah. You know, that is a professional network. I really believe in it. So, yes, LinkedIn is probably the appropriate place. And uh, let's say there's some pro advisors listening that want to find out more about Zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, what should they do? Go to the website would be my first starting point. There's tons of information on there. Um, and then if that doesn't work or you want more, obviously LinkedIn, you can find people that work at Zero. And if that doesn't work, uh, come to the office. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. An excuse to go to Denver. Or Sydney. Or, yeah, or, there you or, go. Or New Zealand. Or, New Zealand. or Wellington. Yeah. Vancouver sounds good, too. That would be a nice trip. Thank you, Tony. And uh, I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Bye, Thanks, everybody. Guys. This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast is sponsored by Halon Tax. As a new business owner and first-time tax filer, I needed a peace of mind knowing that my S-Corp return was done correctly. I signed up for Halon Tax, connected to my QuickBooks Online, filled out about four fields in a wizard, clarified two small items with the Halon Tax team. A few days later, I got a text telling me my return was finished. I launched Halon Tax and e-signed my return. The whole end-to-end process was painless and, frankly, kind of amazing. Now, Halon Tax is working with bookkeepers and accountants like yourself to offer the same amazing experience to your small business clients. They're even offering a one-year free trial to all your clients. This even includes your own dedicated tax CPA. To learn more about this exciting offer from Halon Tax, head over to cloudaccountingpodcast.com forward slash Halon Tax. That is cloudaccountingpodcast.com forward slash H-A-L-O-N-T-A-X. And oh yeah, Halon Tax works great with Zero and Wave 2.